People at home, I didn't know it was on. Hello, hello, people here. Enjoy the cookie, the coffee, the cake, and everything else. So, if we don't have champagne, it is whatever it is, right? And as you can see, the name of our talk it's called Lech Lecha. Lech means go away, Lecha for yourself. So, we're going to talk about it tonight. And remember what I promised you, I promised you about. Uh, controlling your environment. That's what we're going to do tonight. Next week, we are controlling our romantic environment. It's a little bit higher level. Anybody who feels that they need to fix a little bit the romantic or don't have romantic, this is next week. Okay? It's highly recommended for husband and wife uh, who feel they have it all. So, let's start. The best way to start is by me explain to you um, and I'm not here to preach you or teach you, but I'm here just to share information. You know, when I said the word gratitude, what's come to your mind? What is gratitude for you? When I say appreciation and gratitude, what are you thinking about? I mean, I'm sure you all agree it's important, but why? Why is it so important? What's what's come to your mind? Why? What? To think for what we have. To think. I agree, but why? I mean, what's what's the drive there? I mean, what's the reason to have so, gratitude? So we can see the half uh, full glass. And, uh, okay. And then what? And so we can positive, get more. So. Hmm? so we can get more. Can we get more? Okay, that's nice. Can exactly. get more of glass, positive, yes. To understand that our blessings come from the Creator. I love that. I love that. Wow, how did you know that? <laughs> Look at my note. Huh? All right. The idea is the Divine, the Creator, uh, in, in the Kabbalistic language, we call it Ensof. Endless fulfilling. It's have everything in it. In the moment that we behave in a way that we don't have something, we can connect. We create this affinity. It's create like uh, something that the light cannot be connected to people who are miserable. Unfortunately, religion, Christianity, Islam, Judaism teach for too long that if you will be miserable and if your life is terrible, then eventually the Creator will come and be closer to you. It's been taught in religion. You have to be miserable, you have to be poor, no money. You're everybody, when you think about spiritual person, you don't think somebody getting out of a Ferrari, walking out, very fancy watch. You don't think like that, right? We, we all have that mentality. I remember that I had my lesson, it was in Florida, and somebody came to see me. I hear some noise in the parking lot, we had the big parking lot there. And I'm watching from the window and I see Lamborghini. Oh! And the person say, I have to, I have to see you, it's a spiritual matter. So, I say, so I'm looking at him, he come in, the watch is the size of a clock, you know, and everything else. And the shoes, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the way he walk, he walk, you know, right? And he think, thank God, thank God God sent them to me, uh, for me, more than for him. And uh, I start talking to him in a spiritual term, like I'm talking to a two years old. Then he stopped me, tough guy. He said to me, are you judging me? So I'm not judging you. Are you judging me that I have Lamborghini and that I have clocks, so there is no hope for me? I can never be spiritual again? And those of you who know me, I'm Scorpius, I don't know how to lie that good. So I look at him and say, I, actually, I do. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, and, I, and, and I knew it's a, 
it's a words of God that came to this man. You know, sometimes you meet people and God talked to their voice. And I knew that he came to teach me something. And he said, you know, you said don't judge a book by the cover. It's not just for poor people. It's also for wealthy people. Somebody can be so wealthy in everything and still be spiritual. And then because of him, I start searching. I went on a search of the entire Bible and the entire everything that I can read in the Talmud. And I found out that all the spiritual leaders were rich. Abraham, that we're going to talk about today, very wealthy. Isaac wealthy, Jacob wealthy, Moses wealthy. Everybody was wealthy. So who came up with that idea? You're going to be miserable and poor, and then God will be nice to you. I don't think it came from God. It came from some people who want you to follow. And if you follow that and you'll be miserable enough, you belong to that club. Gratitude is when you are saying, I have it all. You wake up in the morning and say, I'm so lucky. I'm so chosen by the divine. So that's why you need to have gratitude. You can't have benefit more, as Yvette said, more if you don't start with gratitude. You can't. You can sit and be positive mind, and positive mind will not help. For that reason, what I need you to do right now, I want you to think about one thing. One thing in your life that you're so happy about. It's got to be something you have gratitude about. Is it your personality? It is your money. It is your romantic life. It is something. It's going to be one thing. With this one thing, you ignite everything else. So if you let go of that one thing, you know, that means the, the candle will get wet. And then when you try the fire, it's just not working. So you got to bring it back. That's a spark. So either close your eyes or either write it down. Whatever you want. Just I give you two minutes, okay? Two minutes. Think about what you have gratitude for. Please. Only one, one thing that you are really, this is it, this is the one, this is the one. Once you feel you're ready and you have that uh, in your mind, I want you, while you are proud to share it, with at least one person next to you or two people next to you, okay? Once you have it, share it. But be proud when you share it. Like, I'm proud to announce that I am, ever, you know, share it. It's very healthy. Please. Everybody share, can we continue? Deb, can we move it into the English? Wonderful, wonderful. You share with each other, you're wonderful, you feel great, you feel fulfilled. So every time before, what Benny said? Every time before you want something to happen, stop, have gratitude for something, and then you can ask. Because most people born with 70% perfect life and 30% problem.
with life gone, the 30 can change into 70. How's that? When you focus on the 30, then eventually the 30 become 100. You're busy. You consume all your time with the 30. Look at my life. It's like, it's like people look at the white wall and there is a black dot. They're busy with the black dot. Okay, you're right. There is a black dot. What are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to look at it. Go look at it. What about the white wall? I'm ignoring it. You got to start to see the 70% good all the time. If you have 70% of something good, it's considered 100%. Because that's a perfect life. 70% of a life which is good, it's a perfect life. The 30 is what you came here to overcome. The 30 is what you came here to change. You have to come with some blemish. Otherwise, what are you doing here? Just sitting and waiting for gift. Okay? So let's read first the first section we're going to read. This is from the Bible, from the book of Genesis, and from the portion called Lech Lecha. Who's reading? Mishi. Go ahead, Mishi. And the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your land and from your birthplace and from your father's house, the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will be aggrandized your name, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And then the one who curses you I will curse, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you. And Abram went, and the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went to him, and Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Okay. So basically, simple story, seemed like a simple story, happened too long ago, 3,800 years ago, 3,900 years ago. What is this to do with us? I mean, we are not here just to do a Bible study, or Torah study, or Zohar study. We need to understand how is that affecting my life. What is this whole concept? If we're using the word lech lecha, go away, meaning go away for yourself. Go away for yourself. To choose a better environment for everything that you, we're going to talk about, how to choose a better environment, how to change our environment, there is one step that every human being has to do. First, you got to leave the old environment. Most people think, I want to get inspired. And once I get inspired, I will say goodbye to what I don't like. People who like to have some collection. Okay, let me, let me choose. If I have those three things, once I'm going to have money, once I'm going to lose weight, then I'm going to... No, 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 no. First... Stop, death, then move to new things. You know why? You can't see new things. You can't. It will be in front of your eyes. Your soulmate will walk by and you will not even know that this is your soulmate. Because you're busy with the thing. You're busy with the past. You're busy with all kinds of things. Until a person don't do lech lecha, mean go away for yourself, a person is not capable to see the future. The future of a person is always bright from the divine, from God's point of view, you always have a perfect future. But you have choices. It's almost like going to a movie theater and you have 20 movies. You can't control what will be in the movie. The movie will be the same. Can you stop it? No, you're in a movie theater. You eat your popcorn, your Diet Coke, so you keep your weight, okay, right? And uh, that's it. But the truth of the matter is the movie can change. But you can choose what movie to go in or you can leave. But the movie is the movie. How is your movie look like right now? How's your life look like right now? Do you like your movie? You like your life? Are you gonna? Are, are you willing to do lech lecha? Are you willing to get out of the movie and choose something else? But it's up to you. Nobody can affect your life. No people say, "Well, I have a difficult father and mother." How long that happened? Thirty-two years ago, and it's a lot of things. I'm going for therapy for twenty-two years. How's that helping you? Well. Very good. I change another therapist, and I'm not against therapists. If there is one among you, I'm just saying 
that you gotta do something more than that. You know, salt and pepper is something you add to the food to make it flavorful. You wanna make it taste better. If you use salt and pepper as a food, you got a problem. You don't gonna say that I eat cumin for breakfast, right? With all the keto diet, right? We're gonna eat cumin. And then the little black pepper, those are just spices that you add. Psychologists need to add to your life. Teacher need to add something to your life. But it cannot be your life. Everybody around you adding something to you. But if it becomes your new addiction, you gotta wake up and say, what am I doing with my life? You cannot create dependency. So Avram is telling by God, Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha from where? So he used a specific word, Be'aretzecha. Aretzecha means your land. But land meaning your physicality. Let go of the physicality. Let go of your name. Let go of whatever you think that was right. Now why Abraham was chosen to be the one that God is actually choosing? That is a question. Why him? Why him? I mean, from all people, him. Abraham was unique. Most people, when good things happen to them, they want more of the good things. Abraham was looking for who's giving him the gift. You know, you see kids when they wrap a nice gift for them, and they look at the gift and they forget even that you are in the room and they open it. Sometimes we act like, like kids. We don't even look. You know, and that's why I have a problem. All women don't be upset with me. When the women compare the ring that they got for the engagement uh, thing and all this and that, I got a problem. Oh, you saw the rock, and then the other girls are, oh my God, yeah, he really love you. Oh, you know. No, he has money. He's not really love. It's nothing to do with that. He has money. Okay, the ring has nothing to do. If the ring has to do with love, we got a problem. We got a problem. Love is an emotional thing. Ring is a physical thing. Yes, it's a simple, simple something that you make an effort. But I can't stand when I see people sitting there and looking at the yellow and looking at the thing. And wow, it's a yellow diamond. That's a unique thing. Oh, let me tell you, and the shape and the cut. And the, the idea is to get to a point when I'm lech lecha for myself. I'm lech lecha from something. I'm getting out of who I am. You want to change your environment? You want to change your romantic life? You want to change your money? Income. You want to change everything? Look inside. What is about me that I have to get out of it? Not what about my wife, my husband, my neighbor, my thing, the money, the paycheck. The, this, is, this is life. This is life. This is what you have to look at and say, that's my movie. It's okay. My movie. I can't change that movie. can get out, but I can't change that movie. I can change my perspective. I can change my POV. I can change that part, and then things start to change. So, when we talk about change, one of the uh, difficult things for people is relationship. Everybody has a relationship, romantic relationship, relationship with people, cousin, different things. Relationship, in a romantic way, is the beginning of a change. I want to share with you something that was written 2,000 years ago about romantic relationship. It's a little bit tough. It's a little bit tough because it's telling you the truth. And the truth, it's not something that it's always good to share. but. You don't have to accept it. It's just, I'm going to put it there, out there, and you will do with it whatever you want. Okay? You ready? Yeah, you, you can read it? Okay, it's a lot of material. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it. When our time to be married arrives, the Holy One, blessed be He, who knows the males and the females of these spirits and souls, joins them as they were before they came down to the world. And He announces the daughter of so-and-so to so-and-so. When they are joined together, they become one body and one soul. They are the right and left in proper unison. 
The male is the right side of the body and soul, the female is their left side. And because of this, there is nothing new under the sun. Meaning, even though the Holy One, blessed be he, announces the daughter of so-and-so to so-and-so, this is nothing new, but rather a return to how they were before coming down to this world. And since only the Holy One, blessed be he, knows this, he therefore announces regarding them. So basically it's one soul, split by half, left column become the woman, right column become the male, or female soul and male soul. Very simple, okay? Let's go. You might say, but we have learned that a man obtains a mate according to his deeds and ways of behavior. It is assuredly so. If he is meritorious and his ways are correct, then he deserves his own soulmate to join her as they were joined when they left the Holy One. Blessed be he before bonding a body. So there is another section that teach that it depends on the man's behavior because the woman considered the gift. If the man is misbehaved, he will not be able to meet his soulmate. So the man will stay like without his soulmate and then we have a problem. So what about the soulmate? She came down to the world and is kind of running on empty. Where is my soulmate? Well, your soulmate is not available yet. He doesn't want to be spiritual. Then what are we going to do? Let's continue. Rabbi Chia asked, where should he who performs good deeds look for a soulmate? He answered, we've already learned that a man should even sell all of his property to marry the daughter of a sage because the deposit of the Holy One, blessed be he, is handed over to a sage. Therefore, he shall surely find his mate with him. And the last one? We have also learned that according to the secret of the Breta, the meeting of all souls, which are reincarnated but have no soulmates, can be performed before their time through mercy. This means that he may precede and marry someone else's soulmate. This is the reason why it is difficult for the Holy Blessed Be He to bring couples together. Above all, assuredly, the ways of Hashem are right, and all that He does is good and right. So let's talk about it for a second, because we talk about changing of your environment. That's your immediate environment. Those of you are married, is the person you sleeping next to, sharing a pillow, sharing the room, sharing the mattress. Today people don't share the room anymore because everybody snowed, so it's a different time. But in the old days they're sharing the same mattress, okay? <laughs> and the idea, the idea, I know it sounds funny, but, but the idea, the idea is to, to understand that what the Zohar is teaching us is tremendous. Soulmate meant to be with each other. But sometimes because of our doing, we're going to miss each other. We're not going to see each other. Now, what is the lech lecha that we got to do about our relationship? We got to get out of ourselves. If the person is also only selfish, then they cannot meet whatever belongs to them. Because they become like a black hole. And when you become like a black hole, you're like vacuum cleaner. You're drawing everybody to you, which you are, make you very attractive, make you very smart, very charismatic. Everybody come to you. Because you are like a dust, you know, vacuum cleaner. When you go around, make that noise. You know, when you catch some dirt, that's it. So a lot of dirty things start meeting you. And then you say, how did I end up with all this garbage? Well, maybe you should turn off the vacuum cleaner and let people find you in a spiritual way. You cannot just grab. You know, I think, I don't know if Nicole or Michelle told me about the, the fast dating, you say? Fast dating? Speed dating, oh, I'm sorry, not fast dating. There is something called speed dating. <laughs> I gotta see it one time. So there is people who are moving, I guess, and, and say hello real fast to one another. Anybody have been to that thing? No, okay. I would be scared. Like, until I figure out what to say, that it's right. Ah, time! <laughs> Move. 
And, and the idea is a change in a relationship has to be, and that's why I put the section there, he say a person should give all the money in the world to marry a daughter of a sage. Why did he say that? Because what is money? What is clothing? What is food? Physicality. When we are attached, relationship, soulmate relationship into physicality, how they look, how they're smart, who is their family, how much money they have, we start losing the concept of true relationship. And unfortunately, you know, when people say to you, oh, I think I fall in love, I always make fun of those people. I say to them, I'm sure the person you fall in love is so ugly, but because they're your soulmate, you find something good in them. It's never so, right? If you fall in love, it's gotta be, oh, gorgeous, and she's amazing, get it? It's different. Relationship has to be developed, but the development starts with me, not with them. I have to work on something internally that I enjoy the one who gives the gift, not the gift itself. And unfortunately, a lot of time, people fall in love with the gift that the other person has. And if we are not getting out of it, that's called the lech lecha. That's called go away from yourself. If you're not starting that change immediately, you will have to meet the wrong people. It's part of the journey. Because wrong meets wrong. Right meet right. So what happened if your soulmate is in Australia and he is not into spirituality? What do we do? All the women say, where's my soulmate? Well, until that man is not being awake to become spiritual, you cannot find your soulmate. So you're running on empty. So you're going to find, you're going to find another man. And then you're going to marry that man, according to reincarnation laws. What happened if the guy in Australia, after 10 years, wake up and decide to study? Yeah, he see me online, so well, I like this guy, Leo, it's kind of cool. And he starts studying, he becomes like really guru, spirituality, unbelievable. Then the life, the life of that man that she's married to is in danger. He might, you can come to me, that's not the point. He might risk his life of, in death, and the reason he might risk his life in death, because right now the real soulmate woke up, the fake soulmate is married to her, and usually the woman will ask for divorce. That's why Judaism is actually the only religion that look at divorce as a good thing. It's a weird religion. It's one religion in the world that actually say religion, uh, 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 divorce is mitzvah, is a, is a good thing. How can that be? Because they want to protect the man not to die. But most men refuse, they get insulted. No, I, I know it's a joke. They, they, when the woman go to a man and say, I don't want to be with you, they say that women born are psychic. Every woman born, they have psychic power. So when they get pregnant, they get even 25% more. Like they get to a very high level. So when a woman feels she cannot be with a man, it's actually to save him, not to save her. She doesn't always know why. She just, I, I, I'm not comfortable. And then, Either he stay and die, or either uh, she leave him and then she meet the Australian guru, okay? And then we come together. You got the picture? So you, what is that need to change? You have to be flexible. All the men, flexible. All the women, flexible. You have to understand that things move, uh, try to think about Tai Chi move. Things move like, like that, you know? It's not straight and with, it, it, there is perfect rules, but it's not necessarily that I'm seeing all the rules. There's perfect rules. You gotta be, you gotta be okay with everything that is going on in life. So that's why when we talk about romantic relationship, we need to understand that a change has to come from within. And until we don't make the change from within, it will be impossible, 
impossible to overcome whatever we need to do in our relationship. So it's, it's a very important, okay? So always the lech lecha, the change from within. If you feel your relationship, your romantic relationship is not exactly working, if you feel right now I'm in a relationship and I cannot achieve this, that, the question is why you want to be in a relationship? That's the first question you got to ask. Why you want to be in a relationship? I tell you, all the time people come and ask me, Aliyah, uh, we were thinking about maybe you will do our wedding. And I usually ask them, why you want to get married? And then they look at each other, they start having some doubts. I mean, maybe we met the wrong man here, well, why are we even asking? You know? And the idea, is, the reason, marriage is not just, you know, the food and the camera and the video and the Hilton Hotel and thousand people coming and you eat a lot of dessert. That's not the wedding, you know? There is a day after the wedding, I don't know if you know about it. There is a day after the wedding, that's when the wedding begins. Most people are busy with, I guess, to keep the groom and the bride busy, so they have no idea what's coming. So they keep them under the chuppah, if it's Jewish, they put the tali, the canopy, everybody's dancing, and there is enough drinks, so everybody gets drunk, so they have no idea what's going on. And the idea is a change has to happen internally. You want to get together with another human being for a spiritual reason. Spiritual reason. What is the spiritual reason? I have something I want to give you. You have something you want to give me. Together we grew up as one soul. Remember it was one soul. And together we can make a difference in the world. I'm not here to take what you have. And you are there to take what I have. And we exchange. It's a deal. It's a deal. I have money. You have the look. We're happy. That's it. Everything is wonderful, right? I'm smart, you're beautiful, the child will be perfect, right? <laughs> that's what, right? I mean, that's what this beautiful woman said to Albert Einstein. I say, I'm so gorgeous, you're so smart, can you imagine what kid we will have? And you maybe know what Albert Einstein answered. What did he say? What happened if he will be, he will be ugly like me? And, uh, <laughs> you know? So yeah, asked that question. The probability, they put it as a, as a thing of probability. Anyway. So the Zohar explained to us that the whole idea of this week is about lech lecha, go away from you. Be busy with the giver, not with the gift. Unfortunately, we are not attached to the giver. Well, somebody give me a gift, I'm looking at the gift. What about the giver? There is a giver going on there. Leave the gift. Abraham was doing one thing. I want to meet the giver. That's why God spoke to Abraham. He was busy. I got to meet that giver. And for that reason, wherever you go, it was just perfect. I want to continue with the same thing about changing the environment. What's the next thing about the environment? Is partner. Partner in business, partner in life, not just romantic partner like we talked before. Neighbors, everything like that. One of the people that Abraham took with him to that spiritual journey was his nephew. The reason he took his nephew with him, the nephew's name is Lot. He took his nephew with him because his father, named Aran, his father named Aran died. So Avram kind of adopted him and took it with him. And within the story, you got to understand the secret of the story. So he go like that. Abraham's father has a factory of idol worshipping. They used to create idol and sell them to people. This is dollar, this the small one for 25. You know, they have a market, one of the biggest market of idol worshipping. Abraham didn't believe in it, but he was too young. He couldn't tell to his father, you know, it's a bad business. He couldn't tell him, I don't believe in it, because it will be a bad name for the business. Sometimes a child born to the idol worshiper, and he doesn't believe it. He doesn't know what to do with that. So what he did, 
his father went to vacation, I don't know, to Barcelona or something, and basically Abraham decided to do something very bad. He took uh, two by four, okay, and he broke all the other idols, and he put the two by four with the biggest idol, like a giant one, and he, in those days they used to worship those idols, they used to put food, they took all the candles and the food and put it around the big statue, around the big idol. And as that happened, his father came back and his father said, what happened? He said, you have no idea, this idol get angry with the small one, killed them all and took their food. <laughs> he said, Abraham, this is just idol, they cannot do such a thing. He said, do you hear what you're saying? You believe so? His father gets so angry and decided to take him to somebody who will educate him to worship idol. It's a long story, so I'm going to make it short. And that person could never change Abraham's mind to believe in idol. What is idol? Idol is when you believe that there is no longer unity, there is no longer one, that there is no cause and effect, that there is not, everything is interconnected. When you believe, let's say today is a good day, tomorrow is a bad day, you start worship idol. There's no good day or bad day. There's a day. You make the day whatever you want to make the day. Yes, you're going to have some curveball coming your way. What are you going to do about it? That's what your life looks like. You're going to have some issue romantically. You're going to have some issue health-wise. You're going to have some issue. All type of thing will come and knock on your door and say, hello, I'm here. And what are you going to do about it? That's up to you. You know, so you said, wow. Today was tough, I overcome it, I feel great. Time to celebrate. So when, when the day go perfect, what are you gonna celebrate? It just went perfect. Okay, so I just wanna explain that, that part that you gotta be in a place that you are separate yourself from people, from people who are eventually getting you into a place that they're busy with the gift, but not with the person. Is that point clear? Busy with the gift, but not with the person. You make food for someone, they're busy with the food, they're not busy with you. Abraham was like that. Lot was busy to be fulfilled. Abraham was busy to fulfill. When you all day long thinking who will fulfill me, you, you can become spiritual too. And you go to all those courses, how to get what I want, how to get what I want now. There is many books, if you go to all the self-help books in Barnes and Noble, you can see how to get what you want, how to get really, really what you want, how to know what you want and get it fast, you know, the thousands of books like that. And then you become spiritual, but for the wrong reason, because you don't care about anybody, I care about me, right? I care about me, how I get it, how I get it, how I get it. And I'm disconnect myself from the universe. For that reason, I brought to you something from a very old book from 1922, A Gift of the Bible. And it's by Rabbi Ashlag. And I would like to share it with you. It's a little bit long. Be patient. Okay? Please, go ahead. Through this, you can understand the words of Rabbi Yossi ben Kizvan, who replied to a man who asked him to come and live in his town, for which he would pay thousands upon thousands of gold diners. Rabbi Yossi ben Kizvan answered him, Even if you gave me all the silver and gold and precious stones and jewels in the world, I would live nowhere but in a place of Torah. It may seem like these words are beyond our simple comprehension. How can he pass up thousands upon thousands of gold diners for such a small thing just because he didn't want to live in a city where there were no Torah scholars, when he himself was a great sage and didn't need anyone to learn from? This is a great wonder. However, this is a very simple thing, and it should apply to each and every one of us. Because even though each of us 
has a foundation of his own, our potential manifests only through our environment. Just as a seed which is sown in the ground manifests its potential only through its environment, which is the soil, the rain and sunlight. Thus we see that Rav Yossi ben Kizma was right in assuming that if he left his good environment, which he chose, and went to a bad and harmful environment, meaning to a city without Torah, not only would his previous wisdom deteriorate, the remaining powers inherent in his foundation, which were not manifested yet, would remain hidden. They would no longer be in an appropriate environment, which would bring them from, potential, from potentiality to actuality. As we explained above, only through the choice of environment can a person govern his life, for which he deserves his reward or punishment. Therefore, there is no wonder about a sage like Rav Yossi ben Kizma, who chose the good and rejected the bad, and was not enticed by material things. As in concluded, when a man dies, he is not escorted by silver or gold or precious stones or jewels, but only by Torah study and good deeds. So, what we learned from that? It's a very, very important lesson. Choose your environment. Choose your environment. Say no to something. Say yes to something. Many people, you know, get divorced and then get married and then they try to make it different. Choose with a person with a different name, different sign of the zodiac, no? They become really spiritual, you know? Different look, different profession, different, 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 different. One thing didn't change, me. If the me didn't change, I will tell you that whoever you're going to choose will eventually will be exactly the same person. It's exactly the same person, different name, Different look, different profession, different sign, same person. Same situation. But why is it like that? Because you will have to deal with your stuff. You will have to deal with your stuff. If you have anger issue, that anger issue will come out. Most people, when I tell them, you might have anger issue, they say, no, I don't have anger issue. I just have people who make me angry, you know? <laughs> Which is cool, right? It's a cool answer. But the idea, the thing, I can't overcome, the thing that I cannot overcome is the thing that unfortunately blocking me and not allowing me to enjoy my potential. We are like seeds. And when you put that seed in a healthy soil, in a healthy ground, sunshine, water, everything is perfect, then it will grow in a full potential. But when you are putting the seed around people that only thinking, and that's, that's a choice you have to make this week, only thinking about themselves, and it includes us, then what's going to happen, my full capacity, like who I am, who I'm meant to become, not going to happen. So it's not necessarily that you always have to be around people. Sometimes you have to take time off and be with yourself and ask yourself, are you part of that thing or you are better, which means you are are you part of the idea that of taking or you have within you, you develop a concept of giving. And I'm not saying that the person doesn't need to inhale. You need to inhale and then exhale. You have to take, you have to receive. But what we learned from that section that comes from 2000 years ago, but that section is 1922, that a lot of time people are asking that silly question, why is my life not changing? But they stay in the same apartment, they stay with the same partner, the same with, with the same, everything the same, and nothing will change because you don't want it to change. You don't want it to change. You don't want it to change. Why is your life miserable? 
because you want it to be miserable. There is no way, right? You're saying in your mind, there is no way that I want my life to be miserable. What is more important for you when you are approaching life? To say what you want or what you don't want? How does your list look like? How does your list look like? When you're thinking about it right now, just by me saying it, what's the first thing? I, if, if you could get anything you want and God is sitting in front of you with a piece of paper, yeah, how can I help you? Well, I have a problem. Can you remove that from my life? Or what do I want? What do I want? You know, there is a student of ours. Uh, she lives in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know, Pittsburgh or some area like that. The end of New Jersey, beginning of another. And maybe she's watching us now. God bless her, Sarah. So I had the birthday last week. You know what she did to me? And I said, nobody ever did something like this. So she bought like a muffin. She put a candle. This is on, on, on video. And she said, okay, you know, blow the candle and make a wish. And I'm looking at her like, are you serious? She holding the cakes up. Come on, I do it for you, but you make the wish. But she was like, that's the first thing. You, you, when you open the video, that's the first thing you see. It's cute, it's nice. But the concept, I start thinking about what do I want? How do I, what do I want? And the list of what I don't want came down. Like, like a computer, came all the way down. And if you're not busy with what you want, which in the end, if you cut everything down, take all the fat, not fat, body fat, I'm talking about, <laughs> get all the fat, unnecessary thought, you end up with one thing, happiness. And if you're looking for something else, you're going to end up with happiness. And I'm, again, willing to be challenged. If you say money, in the end it's happiness. Romantic, happiness. It's all end up with one thing, happiness. I want to be happy. We all want to be happy. And we're all busy to solve the area in our life that we think that will make us happy. And that's why we move. And that's why we try to do different things. You want to lose weight, so you look good. So people give you more compliments. So all this is that, so I can be happy. It's all end up to happy. Happy. I wish I have a six pack, so I would be happy. Okay? But what happened on the way to become happy? We start busy with the wrong thing, with the with the with the journey itself become the purpose. And we forgot what was the whole idea. Happiness was the goal. Not going to the gym was the goal. So people start going to the gym, and I sometimes Passing by and I see people on the spin class, you know, spin class when you get abused while you're on a bicycle. <laughs> and people are killing themselves. <laughs> and they curse, I don't know, not curse, but the words are tough, they're tough. Like, I'm looking like, really? He, he actually said it. And people loving it. You lose weight, you look better, your leg look better, and then you ever saw people. Not to judge anybody, still master. You know what the the, the thing that people go there and almost dying there, like, <laughs> and then the sweat is everywhere. And the idea, what I'm trying to bring, is in the end of every selfish behavior, we end up into one word: happiness. So, when we read that section with Rabbi Yossi, we have to come to a similar conclusion: what is that you want? If you have to start have a goal, and at least your goal change into one thing, happiness, then you choose different people. Then you choose different things. Your whole life will be different. Your whole life will be like totally different. You're going to look at life with a different view. Because you're not going to choose people, let's say you're running low on money, then you have to be next to people with money. Yes, it's nice, but that money will not make you happy. 
Don't expect it to make you happy. I'm so sorry for the bad news for all of you. Money cannot make you happy. Money can buy you things that make you happy, but eventually will not make you happy. It has side effect. Physicality has side effect. Whatever you add, physicality has side effect to it. All, all physical things in the world have side effect with them. Happiness become a goal. Yes, you can make money. Why not? There's nothing against being a billionaire. But a lot of times the billionaires say, I'm billionaire, how come I'm not happy? What is this to do with one another? Happiness is a muscle that you develop with the years. It takes a long time. Years of work until I become truly happy. And everybody have different things they have to overcome. Some people have anger. Some people have fear. Some people feel that they're not going to have money tomorrow, so they, they become security issues or they have to borrow. They have to. Everybody has their stuff. It's normal. But... Make sure you change your environment. Choose better friend. Choose better teacher. Choose different thing in your life. And like today, uh, I was talking very tough to uh, somebody from Europe. And uh, I apologize before I start. I said, listen, it's going to be very rough uh, coaching today. And she said, I'm ready. Let's do it. And I was talking. Usually I talk about uh, 20 minutes or 18 minutes or 15. And I let the person talk. So today I talk about 50 minutes. That's considered intense. That's very intense. And I was very happy. And uh, I was worried if I'm happy, she will not be happy. But she was happy as well. And she thanked me after that. Like, it's a, we are talking about life-changing coaching or life-changing transformation of the mind, which is very difficult. You have to change how you view things. But of course, because she knows me for many years, she trusts me. So it was easier for me to do it with her. And then she asked me after that. She texted me and said, you know me for so many years, how come only now you push me hard? Why? Why you push me hard now? I'm tough, I can handle anything. I say, I didn't feel comfortable that you are ready, and I don't think I was in the right place to be able to talk to you that way. So that's the two things I answer. So the same, change environment, change people, change this and that. Yes, it helped. On a superficial level, it helped, but always come for the right reason. Don't change just your neighborhood. You move from Beverly Wood to Beverly Hills and now life will be better. Not necessarily. How do you move? What is move with you? What is change with you? And then the environment starts to change. There is people who are toxic. Yes, there is. There is people like that. But why do I draw those people to my life? Because I need to see who I am. So if I see people who are greedy or people who are angry, it's to remind me, hey, Elia, we have anger issue. Right in front of you. That's how you look like when you get angry, it's time for you to overcome it. Are you ready? So once I overcome that thing, then I can leave that environment. But if you leave the environment before I overcome whatever I need to overcome, very difficult. So the only free will you truly have in life is your surrounding, is your environment, is your with. And if the environment is not healthy for you, with all the change that you do spiritually, you're going back exactly and you restart everything from scratch, which is difficult. Difficult. Your working place, your relationship, your everything in life going back. So that's why you have something to avoid, and it's not a sin. Avoid a certain people or a certain situation. You have to learn to say, no, I'm not open for business. So sorry. Doesn't matter what the price. I'm not open. Thank you. Thank you. C'est la vie. What can I do? I gotta go. You know, you have to learn to do that. To be able to say no to something or someone make you very powerful. Saying yes doesn't make you powerful. Saying no, not because you hate the person, because I am not ready to deal with that type of negativity because I'm not strong. I say it to a lot of people. 
You know, I said, listen, I'm not, my battery is not running high right now. You know, I'm charging myself. Can't talk to you about that negative thing. 48 hours, I'll be with you. Perfect. And that's, that's beautiful. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, you, you meet family members, they start coming with, everybody come with a big injection with negativity. And everybody want to talk to you about the negativity, but big one. And this family member and another family member, you leave, they're dying. Like Thanksgiving is coming soon, right? And everybody go to Thanksgiving and the turkeys sit in the middle, everybody rushing with a pumpkin pie going, uh, oh, it's amazing, it didn't get dry. It always dry, okay? And, and it's again and again and this and that. And people tell me, are you doing Thanksgiving? I say, yes, I'm doing it every Friday night. I call it Shabbat. That's what I call Thanksgiving. <laughs> so the idea of us have a family member, you need to know when family come together, issue will come out. That's it. But it doesn't mean this is for life. You know, family not meant to get along. If you born to a brother or sister uh, uh, that in the same family, it's a challenge. They come here to help you with a challenge. But the change begins with me. I got to see within them something I got to change, and then I don't have to be with them. But if I don't want to be with them before I do the change within me, it will come back from somewhere else, even romantic relationship. So that's another change that we're talking about. Now, what happened to Abraham right after he separated from Lot? The divine revealed to him. So that means when you're capable to say no to something, Someone or something. Some people have addiction. To be able to say no to the addiction, it's a beginning of you meeting God. And everybody has, if you want to be really spiritual, you have to be an addict. Because only addict can truly love God. That's what the Baal Shem Tov write 300 years ago. When a person have, what is addiction? Addiction comes because you want to love the wrong thing. You are loving the wrong thing. It's come from love. All addicts love. So when you love, the wrong thing, and you shift it into loving the right thing, you become addicted to the divine, to the angel, to spirituality. That's how beautiful it is. You're shifting the gear. For that reason, when Abraham is saying goodbye, saying goodbye to the partner, the nephew, that was so busy, so busy, and he tell him, listen, if you're going to go right, I'm going to go left. If you're going to go left, I'm going to go right. That's what Abraham said to Lot. When the last time you were able to separate from people that don't add to your spiritual growth or to your well-being, and if you're not capable of saying goodbye, because some people born with some syndrome that they can't say goodbye. Some people born with a situation that they prefer that the other person say goodbye to them. They just behave bad, and they hope that the other person will leave them. You know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, we don't want to be the one who say goodbye. Sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, if you are the one who to initiate that goodbye, it's opened the door for you. If they leave you, you have to restart everything from scratch. All your spiritual journey has to start again. You don't want it. So to be able to jump out and say, listen, not for me. Very easy. Don't be afraid to be hate. Don't be afraid they're not going to like you. They're most probably not going to like you. But the beginning of a journey of a spiritual human being is you have to put some boundaries. It doesn't make you a bad person. You become assertive. You're not aggressive. You're assertive. You, you are doing whatever protecting your soul. You're doing whatever is good 
for your soul. But of course, we're not here to be selfish and not nice. You know, just, I don't think that's working. I don't think that's working. And when you're capable of doing that, while you are healthy spiritually, not only your money will open, not only your health will be open, everything will start to open up. But unfortunately, we don't meet a lot of people who are brave enough to change their environment by saying goodbye. I know a lady, God bless her, bless her soul, I know for a long, long time. She made a change two years ago. I mean, the change was kicking in for 22 years, but the, it took her 20 years to make a change. It's a major, major change with her life. And the change that she did with her life uh, caused her to be hated by everything that she knew as the closest thing in her life, which is very difficult, very difficult. You know, people look at you down, you lose your old friend. The question, are you ready? That's the only question you should ask. Are you ready that some of the closest people to you will not look at you, will not even say hello to you? When you make change, people don't like you. People don't like people who make change. They don't. They don't because they want you to stay misery love company. So in the misery, you know, there is a pub that's called misery. It love company. So that's why everybody go. That's the company. It's a misery love company. Everybody's together. But people who decided to make a difference in their life, to change, all of a sudden, you're going to meet new friends. Don't be afraid. Don't have fear. You're going to meet new people. You're going to meet new idea. You're going to meet new concepts. You're going to study new lessons. There is so much more out there than what Abraham, God tell him to leave. So when God tell Abraham, leave. Leave first. First you have to leave everything. And then I will show you where I'm taking you. Well, God can say, listen, I'm going to show you where to go. You're going to Tel Aviv. Everything's going to be okay there. Right? No. He say first leave where you come from and then you will be able to see. If you're not capable to leave where you came from, you're not going to be capable to see what's coming. If you're not able to let go of the old relationship, you can't see the next relationship. If you're not capable to say goodbye to the old business, you can't see the new business. Everybody want to fix their business, fix their relationship, fix their man, fix their woman, fix something. We become a fixer. Like that song, uh, Coldplay, I think. No, I fix you or something. I fix you. Everybody want to fix and fix and fix and fix and fix. Well, what can you fix? How much can you fix? Are you a construction company? How much can you fix? How much can you fix? I see this husband and wife, we're sitting together in New York, and the husband tells the wife, hey, you got to do this, this, this. And I ask him, they went to the bathroom, and I said, how long have you been married? He said, we are together for 13 years. So, wow, very nice, very nice. So, let's have another glass of wine. We're drinking. So, I'm looking at him. I said to him, uh, how she's doing? I, I like the performance. Is okay? I mean, uh, uh, he's, he's in a money industry. I said, the track record. He used the word tracker. Is the track record show that uh, she's much better? I said, no, it's terrible. The track record is minus. It's terrible. Nothing. I teach her everything. I tell her everything. I preach to her. I buy her the book. No result. Nothing changed. So what if I tell you, I told him that, it upset him a little bit. So what if I tell you, not only she's not going to change, it's going to get worse a little bit with the years. <laughs> so what are you talking about? So I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, a little experience, I work with people and couples, it's going to get worse, she's not going to change. What, what do you think? I mean, you accept the deal right now, I mean, this is it, and enjoy life, be happy, 
she will be happy and maybe from from that two people happy give birth to another another thing we are fixing out there because we are decorating our life but who we missing invest in yourself be selfish invest in yourself what about you invest in you invest in you what does it mean to invest in you change you change your anger change your jealousy overcome greed overcome things that you know you have you are the only one who know what you have nobody know your secret between you and yourself once you do that things start to change things start you know people some people have a hard time to forgive and lately after people start reading the books my book so i'm so happy because i'm getting a lot of emails and uh, one of the section in my books talk about forgiveness so when people get to that section you know they cry but i'm talking about forgiveness there and it's important for every human being to understand when you're not forgiving people it can change those of you who have people you all grudge to what they did to you and you have the right to do that i'm not telling you what to do you stuck you want to know if you're stuck if there is one human being you couldn't forgive to you're stuck if there is one human being on this planet that invite you to dinner and you will say i can't forgive you goodbye i mean you don't have to go to dinner but at least in your mind you're done with them it's a problem that's that's exactly the area where you can overcome every human being who hurt you was designed by the divine was designed by the divine to hurt you everybody who insulted you was designed by the divine to hurt you with the words it doesn't mean you have to stay remember the movie theater remember what i say you get out of the movie don't stay you get abused out but it doesn't mean that that was not part of your journey. It doesn't mean it wasn't part of your tikkun, your karma. This is it. But it was your karma also to overcome that by living. You know, I hear sometimes terrible story, terrible story. You know that women believe that one day the man will do okay. No, it's not going to be okay. No, one one of them unfortunately is my sister. She stay in a relationship. She believe it's going to be okay. Me being there flew to Israel to be with her. And I said with her, I said to her, you know, that's what I do all day. I work with people. This is not, ain't change. I said, no, not happening. I said, no, I'm telling you, he's trying. I said, it's not, even if he tried, this is not that. I'm telling you, he's abusive. He's been. And unfortunately, she ended up in a tough situation, hospital. <coughs> terrible, terrible story. And the idea is we are expecting life to be different. Now, now if I remove my glasses right now, you all look weird and fuzzy, right? <laughs> Something's wrong with my eyes, not with your face. You're all beautiful, but something's wrong with me, with my eyes. So once I fix that, things get better. That's what we are here for. Fix it. There is a great life in front of you, but fix it. If you need a coach, get a coach. If you need a teacher, get a teacher. Get something. But somebody got to push you to get to your potential. And once you get to your potential, everything is going to work. Everything got to work. And if it's not working, it's because either the teacher is bad or either the student is lazy. One of them. Okay. I'm not going to keep you too long. I know Debbie already gave me the sign I'm talking for too long. All right. So let me just cut it short. Two more things about change. There's a story about Sarah. Sarah is coming to her husband and says, Honey, I cannot give you kids. So I'm going to hire this lady. She's my maid. And you're going to make love to her. And then you're going to have children because you are so holy you're so righteous right and usually when people read this section in the torah usually i get all the men come and ask me questions i don't want to tell you what they're asking me so <laughs> i can't
can repeat it on, on the camera. So the idea is like that. Sarah saw that Agar, that's her name, the concubine, she wasn't concubine, she was the servant of Sarah, given by Pharaoh from Egypt. And what happened, she made love to her husband, and the women understand now, kind of not comfortable, and she got pregnant. Sarah could never become pregnant. But she stopped playing like she's the boss now. So, what is the lesson here? And what Sarah did? Sarah gave her the evil eye. You know, you know when you see that five hand, the hamsa, you know, people wear the hamsa? It comes from this weak portion. Hamasi alayich, she said. Hamasi alayich. Maybe that's what the Moroccan brought, the idea of the putting the hamsa. It's, it's good for evil eye. She looked at her belly and Agar lost the baby. For me, we learn a lot of things. People can have bad luck just by somebody wishing you bad luck with their mind, not in different words. Somebody look at your domain, and I always tell people, if you have enemy in your life, it's not as bad as if you have jealous people in your life. Don't worry about enemy. Enemy is everywhere. But if people start counting what you have, run for your life. Counting means they just give you the evil light. How many kids you have? How many cars you have? How much money you have? How much TV you have? Run. Just, mm-hmm, I see you later, goodbye, get disappeared from the area. Run. I run usually when I get in a situation like that. Sarah did whatever she did. Why? Because she knew the level of energy of Agar was a level of servant. Now that might disturb some of you because you want all humans to be equal. Let me tell you the bad news. We are not equal. There is kings, there is slaves, there is soul of a king, soul of a queen, soul of the... We are not equal. Stop looking for equal. The universe is perfectly fair, but it's not equal. And if you look it to be equal, you miss a big part of life. And that's what this lesson is here. Because a lot of time, you ask yourself, why not me? And, and there is enough public speaker out there that motivate people to believe that they can make it too. Not everybody can make it in that arena. No, you can't. I don't want to become a boxer. I don't. I don't want to get hit. It's not my profession. Sorry. No, I'm not built for that. Sorry. I don't want to be a tailor. I try. No, not working. Cook, yes. I study that. I can cook for everybody here. No problem. No problem. No time. But there is things that you need to know you're not equal. So if somebody said to me, Elia, I'm better tailor than you. And definitely. Better fighter. Absolutely. Better swimmer. Yes. Yes. Up. You know, this is not a competition. This is, the universe is not equal. Please remember that. So when you start to compare, you start giving yourself evil eye. Don't compare yourself. You are perfect as you are. Don't compare nothing. Okay? Now, the last thing but not least, another change you got to do to your environment is your name. Your name is the essence of who you are. Many people gave the name by their parents. Some parents were drunk when they gave the name. Some parents, if we are in LA, were stoned when they get the name. So, what do we do? So there is something called name changing. Abraham and Sarai couldn't have kids. God himself changed their name. Abraham called Abraham, and he changed it to Abraham. Sarai, his name is Sarai, he changed it to Sarah. Both of them get the A, the letter A, which is the letter of manifestation. When your name is called a weak name, meaning it's not strong enough, doesn't have energy in it, okay? And you always can call Debbie or me and we can check the name for you, where it's coming from, what it is. 
then you have to add a little bit energy to the name so you you uplift yourself to a higher level so i share with you tonight all the change possible those of you who didn't hear it can always hear it for free on our uh, website and uh, audio or video understand that the change of the environment start with me and start with everything next week we're going to start dealing with the whole concept of how to change what we call the heart chakra which is more the love i mean you can wear green next week which is the chakra of the nine it will be a full moon so we're connecting basically to malchut to the concept of the heart to the concept of feeling but before i let you go what i want you to do for me please is if there is one person in your life right now one person that either bother you or you just don't know what to do with them i want you to promise yourself to do something about it i'm not telling you leaving them i'm not saying say goodbye to them but you gotta initiate something this week is the week of initiation you gotta do something you can't sit there and wait for tomorrow to be a good day it's not going to be a good day without you planting the seed so before you leave just close your eyes just for one minute i'm going to keep you for two more minutes and just think about that person and remember that person is not your problem it will never be the problem so whatever issue you have with that person you can fix it you can fix them also but there is something about you that you can do which is what is about you that bother you about that person that's the only part you can fix once you fix that then you no longer have to be next to them wonderful i want to thank you all for coming it was very nice to see you thank you